0: Thanks, Ben, and man, I, it's just a joy to to be with you guys today, and to you know to hear. Uh, I mean, just to connect with this vision that uh, that Ben and Freddie and uh, and all you guys have to make a difference and to bring hope uh, into this uh, into this time in our in our lives. And you know, this is a this is a time when when uh, we not only need to receive hope and confident expectation. But we also need to be dispensers of hope, and so uh, my name is Greg Moore. I'm the executive. I'm I'm the executive director of education at Caris Bible College, uh, in in uh, Woodland Park, Colorado, and we're 100% operational, uh, be uh, off campus right now via uh, audio and video links and live uh, Zoom teaching like this. So. We're finding out how to do things in, in, a, in more resourceful ways. And I'm a technological immigrant. And so if immigrants can make it, then the rest of us can make it. So uh, I want to uh, talk to you about something that's real strong in my heart today, about just wisdom during these times. But let me tell you a funny first. Um, this, is called, uh, this is called the Facebook funny. For those of my older generation like me who do not really comprehend the need for Facebook, presently I'm trying to make friends outside of Facebook while applying the same principles. Therefore, every day I walk down the street and tell the passers-by what I have eaten and how I feel and what I've done the night before and what I will do tomorrow. Then I give them pictures of my family, my dog, my garden, and spending time in my pool. I also listen to them and to their conversations and tell them that I love them. And it really works. I already have three persons following me, two police officers and a psychiatrist. (laughs) That's funny, I don't care who you are. That's funny, you know it, it. It is funny, except it's so true. Guys, this is not the time that we that we need to be putting uh, negative stuff on on social media. This is a time. If you're going to share something, man, share something that's got content and and that will help people. So, what's in my heart today is just it's just to talk to you about how to uh, how you and I can walk in wisdom. During these times, because uh, you know we need we need the wisdom of God. Uh, we need the we need the wisdom of God as pastors and leaders, and to know you know do we follow the guidelines of the government, uh, or is or are those guidelines overreaching? Um, you know, do we? How, how do we open back up? How do we reach people? Uh, what do we do individually? Uh, concerning uh, various regulations, you know, to, where they're telling us that we, uh, in one state, they're saying that you can, you can have church, but you have to wear, everybody inside has to wear masks. Well, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's all these different uh, things that, are, that, are, uh, that we're dealing with during this time. And we need the wisdom of God. In fact, Proverbs chapter four, verse seven says, wisdom is the principal thing. And so knowledge is the accumulation of truth and facts. Understanding is the proper arrangement of those facts, putting them in the right files. Wisdom is the proper application of those facts. And right now we, we need the wisdom of God. And, um, you know, the, before we talk about, before we talk about uh, how to... Uh, how to walk in wisdom, uh, in this time, you know, here's, I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, different ways that we can forsake the wisdom of God. First of all, by blaming and complaining, you know, blaming the government or blaming, you know, uh, the Republicans or blaming the Democrats or blaming authorities and complaining. Uh, when I pastored, And now as I have a large staff under me at Karis Bible College, uh, people come to me all the time with problems, but I just let them know, listen, you know, it doesn't take any anointing to discover a problem. Uh, I don't, I I, I would, I'd task all my staff, don't come to me uh, with with a problem unless, unless somebody's dying uh, and it's emergency. Don't come to me with a problem that you haven't Thought out the answer. At least you've thought you've you've thought about a a a potential answer. And we don't. This is you know when we're blaming and complaining, we stop innovating. And we and now's the time to innovate. Now's the time to release the creativity in us. Another way to forsake wisdom is through comparison. Second Corinthians, ten and verse twelve says, "Those that compare themselves among themselves are not wise." Um, that comparison can come in several forms, but specifically it can come in the form of judging. And sometimes we, you know, you hear people uh, judge, you know, when Rodney Howard Brown decided to keep his church open, there were Christians throwing rocks at him. Then when he, clo- when he closed it down, then there were people threw rocks at him for doing that. And, you know, if, if we God hasn't called us to judge people. He's called us to pray for one another. And, if, and then um, if somebody has a different response to the coronavirus than you do, you don't, don't judge them, pray for them. Also boasting is a form of comparison where you know, you're in faith and, and you're, you're, you're doing the right thing because you know God's told you to do that but then you stick it in other people's face. And guys, that's not wisdom. And that'll cause you to actually f- forsake wisdom in fact, that's a form of comparison that God said that's not is not wise. So, how do we activate wisdom in our lives? Let me look at First uh, Corinthians chapter one and verse thirty, because right now is a time that when we need to manifest wisdom, we need to know what to do in in these challenging times. So, First Corinthians one and verse thirty says, "But of him." Uh, you are in Christ Jesus, who became unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So the first thing that we need to do to draw out the wisdom of God is we need to declare, God, I may not know what to do in the natural, but you've been made unto me wisdom. I'm going to know what to do. You're going to show me what to do. I'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to be at a loss for what to do. I may not know in my natural mind what to do, but you've been made unto me wisdom. Just say that with me. God, you've, you've been made unto me wisdom. And that wisdom is in our spirit, man. And we've got to draw it out um, with, by praying in the spirit, by yielding to God. Second Chronicles 20, you know, Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel were, out, were outnumbered about 10 to 1. And they said in 2 Corinthians 20, verse 12, uh, Jehoshaphat, they were praying and they said, Lord, we have no might against this great army, nor do we know what to do. Yet our eyes are on you. And that's what we need to do right now, guys. It's a time for us to seek the Lord because because this hasn't taken God by surprise. And no matter, uh, God didn't send this coronavirus or allow it, but uh, the enemy certainly was involved with that. But uh, God God does have the way out. He'll make a way of escape if we'll seek Him and look to Him and listen to Him in, instead of following the crowd. And that's the really the second thing about drawing out wisdom that, that I've discovered is that we need to make the fear of the Lord the highest value in our decision-making rather than the, the mob, even the media mob, uh, even a conservative media mob. Um, Psalm 111 verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we can't even begin to draw out wisdom as long as we're walking in the fear of man, as long as we're following the crowd, as long as we're you know, calling our friends and asking them, well, what are you doing? And, you know, you're not, you're not checking with them for counsel. You're just, you're, you're just trying, to, trying to do what the crowd is doing where you feel safe. But uh, the, the Bible says, Proverbs 29, uh, 25, that the fear of man brings a snare. And so we, we need to be listening to God and making decisions uh, in, in, in light of our relationship with Him, seeking Him, and drawing out that wisdom, and if we'll look to him, and if we'll declare, God, listen, I'm born again. I have the wisdom of God. I'm going to know what to do. I may not know right now in my mind, but I'm declaring, just like you would uh, if you needed healing. You said, Lord, by your stripes, I was healed. I may not feel that I'm healed, but by his stripes, I'm healed. You may not, you may not know presently what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to respond or react but uh, I my eyes are on you whatever is on the other side of your butt is what you really believe and you have to listen to when you talk what's what are you what are you saying after but because that tells that's going to tell you a lot about what you really believe and and what I believe is Uh, God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And I'm speaking to someone right now. You're not sure what to do. You've lost your job. You're not sure where to go. You're not sure whether to just hang tight or whether to go find a a new job that that you can get involved with. I'm telling you right now, if you'll take some time and seek the Lord, God's going to download wisdom to you. If you'll declare, Father, I, I, I may not know what to do, but... My eyes are on you and I'm gonna draw wisdom. You're gonna know what to do and you're gonna come out better than before in Jesus' name. That's awesome. Um, you know, there's a lot I could unpack about each of these points. I just, uh, just wanna kind of get them across to you and you can study these things out for yourselves. But um, the third thing uh, regarding drawing out the wisdom of God and I've, I've practiced this and walked in this for years and that is follow love, follow love. Wisdom and love are sisters. I've discovered this wisdom and love are sisters. Solomon, who was the wisest man in all the earth at that time, um, he he had a choice, he he had a decision to make. There was a woman uh, who, who who laid over and smothered her baby, and then she took uh, her friend's baby from, from, uh, from her bed and brought it over to her. And then both of the women went before Solomon and uh, they were you know, com- co- saying that this was my child. And Solomon, who is the wisest man in all the earth, revealed something very important to us to learn about, about wisdom and recognizing wisdom is because he said, okay, bring the child here and then cut the child in half. Why did he do that? Why, why would he even recommend that? Because wisdom and love go together. Wisdom knows that wisdom knew that the, that the real mother of the child would give up the right to have the child because of her love for the child. And when you and I, when we don't know what to do, Usually, it's not when we don't know what to do. It's usually not decisions between, you know, good and evil. Uh, it's usually, you know, good and, you know, good and gooder, or, you know, good and best. And what I do is I wait. I, I cut away and circumcise my heart from anything that's going to benefit me regarding that decision. I cut away any selfish motivation from, from that decision. I set that aside and, and I, and i make the decision that, um, that I'm, that I'm going to, uh, I, I'm going to wait for wisdom, wait until I know what's the best in the best interest of those that I serve. And I've, I've been in leadership now, uh, pastored for 27 years and have been in leadership in, at Caris Bible College now for nine years, and and uh, all of these years, I've, I've put this to the test, and I found out if I'll take the time uh, to find out what love would do, what's the best interest of those that I serve, wisdom will be there. And so, you know, you you hear people uh, judging pastors, you know, well, you should you should start your churches back up well, you know what? Um, the bottom line is I'm not going to judge the pastors. I, I, think, uh, I think I'm think i going to be ready to get, get the church started back up. But the bottom line is I'm not just making decisions for myself. I'm going to get wisdom when I find out what love would do. What's in the best interest of the people I serve more than government regulations or or other things like that? And so Uh, decisions are easy when it's between good and good and evil. But when you take the time to find out what principle of the word is going to best serve the people that you're in charge of, God, wisdom is going to be there. And I'm just releasing right now, the wisdom of God to you, where you're going to know what to do. You're not going to, you're not going to question, uh, the, the, the kind of things that you've been struggling with. I'm speaking peace to you. In Jesus' name, uh, God, God's going to give you wisdom in the middle of, of, of every difficult decision, where you're going to know uh, some of you, someone's uh, struggling right now with a, a uh, an investment decision, whether to take st- uh, money, uh, take st- uh, stock out, and your investment out of the stock market. Someone else is, you know, praying about whether to invest right now until when stocks are down, and listen. Uh, if you'll seek God about what the people that you're serving and how to use utilize that money for the kingdom, wisdom is going to be there, and it's powerful. It's 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 awesome. How did Jesus know? How did when the, when the woman that was caught in adultery, uh, they brought the woman and later down at Jesus' feet. They forgot the man because it was one of the Pharisees' friends. And probably, I don't know that for sure. But what did Jesus do when he had two conflicting principles uh, for where the law said she should be stoned, but then you've know, you got the mercy side of things. What do, you, what do you do? Well, Jesus took time to draw on the ground, and while he was taking time to draw on the ground, I don't know what he wrote on the ground. could have been all the Pharisees' girlfriends' names for, for all I know, but while he was taking time to draw on the ground, he was taking the time to draw on the Father for wisdom. That's what I want to encourage us to do right now because, you know, we're too many times we're forsaking wisdom because we're just thinking about ourselves. But wisdom and love go together. You know, in fact, uh, even after you're seeking God, get outside of your shell. Each, each of you, no doubt, has, has a smartphone, right? And in your smartphone, you've got contacts. How many contacts do you have in there? Uh, on your Facebook or Twitter account, how many friends do you have? You know, I wanna encourage you to take this time and, and let love rule and, be, and, and, and begin to uh, text, text just five people a day, just five people, or, or, or a Facebook message, five people with a scripture, or something that, that uh, is encouraging to them. Listen, when you start moving out in love, I'm telling you, wisdom is, what it does is it releases wisdom on the inside of you. And if you're discouraged, get involved in encouraging others. Uh, this, this is powerful, guys. Then another thing that releases wisdom is counsel. Uh, Proverbs 24:6. for by wise counsel, you'll, you'll wage your war. And in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. And so, you know, we're in a, we're in a warfare right now in a, in a measure. And, you know, we need, we need wisdom. We need to know what to do. I've got an inner circle of counsel of people that I trust. And, uh, and, and I seek the Lord about that. I seek counsel. You know, what do you, what I, you know, I've, I've talked to several pastors. What do you, when are you going to start your church services back up, uh, You know, business owners, when are you going to start your business back up? When is it appropriate to, uh, when the government overreaches, uh, to, uh, to, to, to do civil disobedience? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to seek counsel about that. I'm going to listen because what happens is in Isaiah chapter eight and verse 12, what happens is if people don't seek counsel Many times, or, they, or they're, they're listening to the wrong counsel. Many times uh, that what, what they'll do is what Isaiah 8 in verse 12 says. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, it says, do not say a conspiracy concerning all this people, all that this people call, call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats. Too many times we're listening to the wrong voices, uh, you need to get off of the the, the news. I mean, I'm, I listen to the news, you know, for all that I can gather from from it, and get, you know, just to stay informed. But they're going to start giving all kinds of conspiracy theories and and get you angry at you know China, get you angry at this, get you angry at at the other thing. Well, that's not going to produce that's not going to produce any wisdom in us. Don't call things a conspiracy just because someone else says it's a conspiracy. You need to listen to the Lord because if it is a conspiracy, God's going to show you how to get out of it, how to go around it, how to go through it. Um, here, here's the bottom line, what I'm sharing with you. And, I, and I've got one or two more things quickly principles to share with you about this, but the, here's the bottom line, guys. We, we are not stuck in a corner somewhere twiddling our thumbs, pulling out our hair, Uh, scratching our heads, trying to figure out, you know, how do we navigate this? We've got a risen Savior. We just celebrated resurrection Sunday, and we've got a risen Savior that lives on the inside of us who has been made unto us wisdom. I mean, can you imagine Jesus just going to the Father and throwing up his hands? He said, man, this this is one I haven't ever faced before. And, you know, this is certainly something we haven't faced before. And I'm telling you, uh, God's got wisdom to navigate us through this and, you know, get get good counsel before you go step out and act and do something that you regret later. Then, um, you know, two, two more things really quickly. Um, Ephesians five says, if you want to walk in wisdom, uh, let me let me read it to you in Ephesians five, I believe it's nineteen. It talks about it talks about us staying filled with the Spirit. Ephesians five and uh, verse 19. Let's see. Um, well, verse fifteen, see then you walk in circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil, therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is. And verse 19, it says, speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, Uh, verse, oh, no, verse 18, and do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit, staying full of the Spirit, being thankful, and he goes on to tell you what being filled with the Spirit, is not just praying in tongues, but speaking to one another. Uh, encouraging one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always uh, for all things and in all things, and then submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. So these things are all part of, you know, uh, of, of walking in wisdom and staying filled with the Spirit, being thankful, encouraging others, praying in the Spirit, but also submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. We're going, to, we're going to submit to government authorities as much as, uh, as long as it doesn't violate the, the, the written word of God. And then we're going to be thankful. If you want to walk in the will of God, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. What's the will of God? Not everything that's happening to us, but that we be thankful in the middle of everything that's going on. You can be right in the middle, right in the center of the will of God, geographically. You can be right in the center of the will of God, vocationally, in your career and everything. And you can miss the will of God a million miles by ceasing to be thankful. Man, that is powerful. And, and as, we're, as we're thankful, it just releases the right kinds of things where we begin to see from God's heart. And, and, and we start to praise God. Man, you need to be thankful. You're alive. If you're watching today, you're still breathing. Um, you, you need to be thankful. If you're married, you need to be thankful that anybody would live with you. <laughs> oh, crack myself up. Anyway, stay filled with the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. And, it, and you're going to draw up the mind of Christ that's deposited on the inside of you. And then finally, follow the peace of God. Uh, James 3.17 says the peace of God is peaceable. Proverbs 3.17 says all the paths of wisdom are peace. And Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule or umpire in your heart. I'm going to pray for you here in just a minute, but let me give you this one example. 17 times in the New Testament, it says grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace. Well, what does that mean? What does grace and peace mean? That means grace and peace go together like peas and carrots, like rice and beans, like Ben and Kara, like Freddie and Tarwin like Greg and Janice, like Andrew and Jamie. Uh, what else does that mean? Whenever we've left peace, we've left grace. That's powerful. That's not a, a condemnation. It's just a barometer that helps us to see if I start losing peace, uh, I've, all the paths of wisdom are peace. I'm going to leave wisdom. I'm going to leave grace. And so if I start losing peace, it's because I've got my focus in the wrong place. I've got my trust in the wrong place. I'm going to come back to center. I'm going to start being thankful. I'm going to put my dependence upon the Lord. And though I may not know what to do, my eyes are going to be on him. And he's going to show me what to do. He's going to show me what to invest. He's going to show me when I need to de-invest or or. or or, or remove an investment. He's gonna show me if I need to, when we need to start our services, when to start my business back, you know, whether to wear a mask or not to wear wear a mask. I'm not wearing masks uh, at home or with you. I'll hug you, shake your hand, and I'm not gonna get coronavirus, and neither are you, hallelujah. But I'm not gonna judge other people who wear masks. The bottom line is, guys, during this time, we need the wisdom of God, and he's been made unto his wisdom. Uh, I'm declaring over you, you have the mind of Christ. You have the wisdom of God. You, and, and then, you know, we, we want to declare that. Then, then, then we want to uh, walk in the fear of the Lord. Don't follow the mob or the crowd. And, and, and then, then we want to follow love. Just, just follow uh, what love would do. And, and, and get counsel and stay full of the Spirit and walk in peace. And I'm telling you guys, the wisdom of God is going to come to each of you for the decisions you need to make, for the things that are before you, uh, things that are, are a surprise to you. I'm, I'm just speaking right now and praying over each of you. The mind of Christ, you have the mind of Christ. Jesus has been made unto you wisdom the same way he's been made unto you, his righteousness. Man, that is so powerful. And I'm releasing that wisdom in you, through you, for you, uh, that it would manifest and and it would draw people uh, to the Lord and that you would be a light during this time. And that God would show you people to reach out to and to minister and to let your light shine and I speak peace over you in Jesus' name, and you're in a place now where you're going to speak peace to the storm, not only in your life, but in the lives of others.